On today's Intelligent Money Minute, I'll interview Larry Swedrow, Head of Financial and Economic Research at Buckingham Strategic Wealth, on what an intelligent investor should do with market outlooks. Welcome to Intelligent Money Minute, a mercifully short podcast that may save you time and money. Your host, Hans Blake, is a CFA charter holder and CPA who has spent his entire career helping people minimize financial stress to maximize their lives. After managing $350 million and working with high net worth individuals around the world, he founded Intelligent Investing. Time is money, so invest in every minute. Here is your host, Hans Blake. Larry, welcome back to Intelligent Money Minute. We're so glad you could be here. And my question for you today is this. At the beginning of the year and at the beginning of every quarter, a lot of economists will tout what their expectations for markets will be. They have their outlooks for the year. They might even go out and predict what's going to happen over the next five years. I want to ask your opinion on what you think about all these market forecasts by the so-called experts and what should an intelligent investor do with these outlooks? Yeah, as always, I don't want to give my opinion. I want to look to the empirical evidence. And the research shows that market forecasts really have no value. There's no evidence that people can predict the future any better than the consensus, uh, the collective wisdom of the market, which is priced daily by all investors. You know, here's one of the great anomalies in all of finance, I think, is that investors, if you ask them who the greatest investor of all time is, they likely would say Warren Buffett. And if they didn't, they might say Peter Lynch, certainly one of the greatest mutual fund investors of all time. Well, Peter Lynch was always 100% invested, uh, never tried to time the market. And Buffett, I recently heard him say that he hadn't read or listened to a macro or market forecast in over 25 years. And he stated in a Berkshire annual letter that forming macro opinions or listening to the macro or market predictions of others is a waste of time. Indeed, it is dangerous because it may blow your vision of the facts that are truly important. So that's the anomaly. Investors idolize people like Lynch and Buffett, yet they not only ignore their advice, they often do exactly the opposite, tempted by people like Jeremy Grantham, who just again published a prediction that the market is going to crash again this year. Well, I note that in 2013, Grantham was highly intelligent, a legendary investor, wrote a piece saying the market was 70% or so overvalued. I wrote a paper for advisor perspectives on why I thought he was wrong, admitting he might be right, but I thought why his logic was bad. And it turned out, of course, 2013 was one of the best years ever for the market. And the next several years went on to great returns and investors who listened to, you know, to Jeremy Grantham and John Hussman, who was saying the same thing, you know, got slaughtered or missed out on spectacular returns. The evidence is very clear empirically. There just aren't people who can forecast the market well. And I showed this at the end of December of 2021. Reuters polled 45 market strategists, asking them their prediction for the market. 
The median forecast was off by almost 30% as they predicted the market would go up seven and a half and it fell a little bit more than 18. I mean, I mean, it's hard to get more wrong than that. So the question is when people read a forecast again, like Grantham's, which came out just the other day, why do they listen? Jason Swig offered this great advice. He's a columnist for the journal. Whenever some analyst seems to know what he's talking about, remember that pigs will fly before he'll ever release a full list of his past forecasts, including bloopers. You'll almost never hear or read a review of their latest forecast from some market guru about how it worked out because accountability ruins the game. You refuse to tune in. So the press keeps looking for gurus to tout, but they won't tell you about all their prior forecasts. And I think in your article that you wrote on what do you do then with market outlooks, I really like what you said, which was the lesson for investors is to tune out the market forecasts and the market strategists and adhere to your well thought out investment plan, rebalancing along the way, performing tax loss harvesting, and sticking again to that plan that you have in place. If you don't, again, have a plan in place, then you're going to be susceptible to chasing after returns and listening to the uh, latest headlines of whoever they're predicting is right. I mean, it reminds me of Kathy Wood. I mean, would you like to kind of share a comment about Kathy? Yeah, Kathy Woods had a long track record on Wall Street with lots of spectacular failures along the way and a few hot streaks. She then got a new role to repeat her previous history at Arc Innovation Fund, touting these disruptive companies. Same kind of thing that happened in the late 90s, these disruptive young companies. You don't have to worry about their earnings. They're going to disrupt things with their technology. And of course, they went on a run in the late 90s and it all blew up and those stocks all crashed and most of the companies disappeared. Well, Kathy Woods got on another run here. We had a few year period where these companies did well and they didn't do well because their earnings did well. They did well because investors were buying into this story of great returns and disruption. Well, it all came to not because it all blew up as it always does. And her stocks crashed again. And she now had for two years in a row, I think the 99th, 100th percentile worst performance. Her long-term returns are now dismal again. You know, like a broken clock, one day she may get it right again. The lessons are there from history. Avoid investing in these disruptive technologies. In the long-term, the evidence is very clear. Most of those companies fail. If you look at, at what happened with Kathy's fund, when she did well, that's when the money came chasing it, right? And then all of a sudden, the recency AUM, bias at work. Right. The AUM kind of blows up, which makes it more difficult for her to put the cash to work. And then it stops working. And then people just exit as fast as they came in. And I just think that that's kind of not being an intelligent investor. So well, I think Hans, think about this. What's happening is you get a reinforcing mechanism. So investors see Kathy Wood's great performance. They read about it. They have this FOMO experience where this fear of missing out and they jump on the bandwagon. And Kathy Woods gets some tens of billions of dollars 
all of a sudden her fund was a tiny fund, few hundred million for years. It had done poorly. And then it took off. And I think 17, 18, 19, and then billions come in. So the fund had poor returns when it had little money. Then money came you know, in after it got great returns. And now she's getting these tens of billions and she's buying the same stocks that are thinly traded, reinforcing the momentum in the stock and pushing those prices higher herself and more money comes in. And guess what happens, of course, when prices get to levels, but the earnings aren't there to support it. Eventually they get exposed. When the tide rolls out, the naked are revealed and the companies crash. That happens throughout history. We see this over and over again. I would urge people to read that article I wrote on lessons learned and about the lessons from disruptive technology companies, how historically they have provided extremely poor returns over the long term. According to Larry, there is no value in market forecasts. There is no evidence that people can predict the future better than the collective wisdom of the market that is priced daily by investors. Warren Buffett said that he hasn't listened to a macroeconomic forecast in decades and a waste of time that may blur your vision of your long-term plan. At Intelligent Investing, we think that it is nearly impossible to ignore the market noise, which is why we want to be a financial accountability partner to our clients. As a boutique wealth management firm, we love serving high net worth clients. We have a robust and consistent system in place that helps our clients through all types of markets, especially when times get scary. Using our proprietary financial technology called Intelligrations, we help our clients minimize financial stress and maximize their lives. If you're in the market for a new financial advisor or have never had one, we'd love to earn your trust and have a no-obligation complimentary call or coffee with you. We'll discuss your willingness to take on risk, your ability to take on risk, and your need for risk. By understanding your specific risk numbers and using our financial technology, we believe this will help you stick to your long-term plan, even when certain asset classes fall out of favor for long periods of time. Until next time, though, thanks for listening. If you'd like to become a client or learn more about intelligent investing, please call 864-679-0500 or visit investedwithyou.com. Remember, time is money, so invest in every minute. Thanks for listening. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.